welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good morning and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle, gorgeous, sunny, skirt weather Seattle, which is always makes me happy. And with that smell on your face, but you think I still have not me. gone to the the kilt. I, I'm I'm I really honestly want to try it. Yeah, could you please? Because I, I I will really like it. I like for you. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay, great. But nobody else. <laughs> nobody, nobody else. else. Nobody else. Well, it's a gorgeous day here in Seattle. We hope that it's beautiful wherever you are in the world, whether it's daylight or night, winter or summer like we're having here um, in the U.S. And we had a blue moon last night. Pure, well, the night before last. Oh, was it really? Yeah, and last night was just the end of it, but oh, it pretty much blended into two days straight. It was, it was so amazing. gorgeous. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually on Alki Beach in the evening, and when I was driving Ooh, home, that would have been fantastic. It was amazing. To see from I, there. I was on the bridge. You know mm-hmm. that that. I, that area always confuses the West me. West Seattle Bridge? Yes. Mm-hmm. I always get lost down there. I, I somehow end up down in the shipyard area <laughs> when I don't mean to. It's not so much as a grid. <laughs> yeah, it's a fascinating area. At any rate, when I was driving home, I felt like I was driving into the moon. It was just positioned so perfectly, lined up with the road. It was phenomenal. It was just an incredible highlight. Of you the definitely evening. weren't the only one that saw it, and it was very picturesque. I should say something that would like probably uh, back in the day, like the Bob Ross days. Remember him that painted the beautiful pictures on uh, public television? Oh, right, yes, you know, the, hap- the happy little trees <laughs> and the happy little moon and the little squirrels running around. That's lovely. What I, that's what I would. It was lovely. Imagine. So it really means it's our third full moon of the month, is what it really means, correct? Which is another amazing feat, I believe, in itself. Oh, yeah, amazing, gorgeous, breaking so, records all over. Oh, it really is. So if you missed it, Google it because there are fantastic pictures on the web about it and really cool facts about the full moons and um, the blue full moon, which really isn't blue, but in last night's sky, the sky was so blue here in Seattle that. I swear, the moon looked blue, too. It was phenomenal. And purely amazing. Purely. And it was visible even this morning, of course. Just stunning. So we are hope that you're having a blue moon day and that magical and wonderful things are happening for you. Today, we're interviewing Carla McLaren. She is the author of a beautiful, gorgeous, amazing book, The Language of Emotions. We're going to interview her for the first half hour, and then we're going to be taking calls about the other side to talk about um, my talk that I will be giving at East West Bookshop tomorrow night, which will be really fun. So Carla McLaren is an empath, one skilled at reading emotions, a very important gift. In fact, if everyone had it on the planet, which I believe everyone does, but you know we're at various degrees of developing it, uh, we wouldn't have war, crime, or famine, I believe. Researcher and award-winning author of whose groundbreaking work with emotions grew from an early childhood trauma into a practical healing modality. Integrating her work with the study of sociology, neurology, cognitive psychology, and social psychology, McLaren has taught thousands of people through her four books and five audio learning sets, and at such a Venus of the Omega Institute and various areas around the country. She lives in California. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so nice to talk to you again. I know. You were on the show not too long ago. I know. It was lovely to have you. And we talked about a lot of things, which I think are very helpful to our audience. And I hope people go and find the book. And you have a new book coming out. Yes. The new book is called The Art of Empathy. 
Mm. And uh, it's coming out in October. Very mm. exciting. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, and it, it, uh, it dovetails with this book. Um, uh, in order to, to empathize skillfully, you've got to have emotion regulation skills. Mm. Otherwise, the content of what you're picking up from people might just sort of throw you. Mm. And so a lot of, for a lot of people, their empathy kind of shuts down because they're in the presence of emotions or situations they personally cannot deal with. So they might be empathic if, if it was a different emotion. <laughs> no, that totally makes sense to me. Because there are some people when I, uh, to me, when I look at an empath, I always see an extraordinarily large heart chakra, which I think is a normal part of our evolution to grow this particular vortex to a, a large area. And, and I can see it on some people, but it's really, really gray. So I know they're empathic, but they don't let themselves, you know, be available to that emotion because it is so overwhelming to them. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, it's nice to have it to rely on. It's nice to have it. uh, I agree. I I think it's a great reference book. I certainly had a lot of fun griping and complaining. And and, and when we talked about this last show, we talked about how when you do that, you get down to some other emotions, maybe more authentic emotions. Mm -hmm. And I certainly did. It was very, very helpful. And so today I wanted to talk about how um, love is not an emotion. Mm-hmm. So could you explain that, please? And realizing that for some people it is. Okay. <laughs> you know? For some people, love is very fickle, and it moves around and jumps around, and, oh, I love you. No, I hate you. No, I love you. <laughs> um, but for me, love isn't an emotion. And the the way that I was able to sort of understand love as separate from emotions was by by contrasting the two. And... I say in the book, when an emotion is healthy, it arises only when it's needed, and it shifts and changes in response to its environment, and it recedes willingly once it's addressed an issue. Mm. But when love is healthy, it does none of these things. Mm. You don't want love to just be bopping around right. and responding to this and that. Um, and, oh, I love you when you when you wear that dress, but when you <laughs> wear those slacks, no. And right. <laughs> when you agree with me, I love you. When you disagree with me, you're awful. Um, you want you want people want love to be, um, uh, hopefully, in your life. You want love to be a constant, right? And a thing you can rely on. Because it's actually alive. You know, it's this living force, is how I feel, and it's not discriminating. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's just very, 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 very profound. I think the blue moon had a good effect on me. Uh, yesterday when I was driving into town, I was just loving everything, you know, grains of, of concrete, you know, it was just this amazing gratitude and, um, this very alive pulsating, almost, um, something that you could reach out and touch, you know, that Mm -hmm. it's not based on right or wrong. It's just is, it's really quite powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And I say, I call love the steadfast promise Mm. that, when when uh, love exists, it exists all the way from the beginning of life through death, past death, you know, beyond betrayal and divorce and, and any other <clears throat> any other separation, the love will still exist. And so you said when it exists. So are, are you also 
saying then that, and sometimes it doesn't. Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes we don't love people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a short list. I have a short list. Um, But there's things about people that I can love. You know, there's parts of, you know, something that we've shared or something that they do so incredibly well that regardless of the challenges I may have in in who they are um, or whatnot or not who they are, um, I, I love that I can find those things that I can love about them. Yeah. And also, um, something I write is that um, love is constant and only the names change. Hmm. In terms of when people are feeling alone and isolated, they think that they're separate from love, but it's everywhere. It's in, in the hug of a child, in the concern of a friend, in the center of your family, in the hearts of your pet. Or any dog walking down the street, pretty Seriously, much. Seriously, <laughs> I know. I don't have a dog. Well, I have a grand doggy, um, which I, get, I do dog sit for occasionally. But I'm telling you, this dog, who is very poorly behaved, <laughs> my um, daughter uh, has not been the alpha person in the relationship, but I love this dog. She smiles constantly. <laughs> and she's the cutest little thing I've ever seen in my life. She is really attractive, too, which is a blessing for her because I think she would have gotten lost at some um, dog parks <laughs> accidentally um, down the road. But yeah, even concrete, I know that sounds really weird, but I was really loving just the road today. You yeah. know, it's miraculous that it can carry thousands of people to their destination, mostly safely, you know, yeah. thousands of times a day. I mean, it's just phenomenal. And so what do you recommend for people in, t- in relationship about discovering love or maintaining it or rediscovering it? Because I think that's our challenge in partnership um, at least in this country, but certainly around the world. How do we do that authentically? I think making sure that that there is, for, for me, compatibility is really important. I think a lot of times people um, are told that opposites attract and, and being different is really going to be very exciting. But <laughs> it ends up being exciting, but not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think, I think, uh, understanding where the, each of us is different and where we are very compatible, where we are very close, because a lot of differences and a lot of um, you know basic incompatibilities can create a, a very difficult time in relationship. Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more, and, and I, I'm so happy that you're saying that because we do have that weird belief that opposites are better, and mm-hmm. I just don't think that's true. I think the more commonalities you have the easier you can understand one another because you've lived through something similar. Um, And it's fun to be with opposite people outside your house, but it can be kind of exhausting, especially when you're raising children. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, or making financial decisions. That someone's got completely different values than yours. <laughs> right, right. So how do you help people? You know, Because I think we have this weird belief that when we meet someone, like you said, it's exciting in your outside world to have people that are different than you because it's entertaining and it brings new ideas and creativity. So how do we teach people to find excitement with someone that they have a lot in common with? That is, that's the trick, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I suggest to people, there's a book called... Um, um, are you the one for me? Yeah, I love that book. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But you have to go and bring your own, you know, brown paper bag to the <laughs> store, and get the book off the shelf. Take it in a brown paper bag. 
<laughs> then just show the person the UPC code on the back. Because <laughs> it's a relationship book. It but, is. Yeah, I have yeah. one. It's by, right by my bed. I love that I know, book. Me yeah. too. Yeah, and it's wonderful. Um, uh, I was never told about c- compatibility when I was young. Mm. You know, I was told that love conquers all and that, um, you know, I read all the books where where a woman's love will, will change a man who yeah. Oh, that is so not true. Oh, my word. <laughs> I mean, talk about making a man angry, you know, and making a woman disappointed multiple yeah. times, uh, in my case, throughout a 20 year marriage. You know? uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think one of the one of the things that I would look for is someone who had no emotional skills, because then I would have a job. Yeah, right. One right? that never goes away. One that never goes away. And then what in the book, uh, Are You the One for Me? Barbara DeAngelis is saying, if a person has no emotional vocabulary and, and few emotional skills, he or she does not belong in a relationship. Mm. It's not time for that person mm. to be in a relationship. He or she does not have the skills. Yeah, they, they need therapy. Yeah, and I was like, no, that's when I married them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were very lucky, whether they recognize that or not. <laughs> I think for healers, that is kind of, it certainly has been, you know, part of my healing in my single and moving into partnership life is, is to not be, because I'm attracted to people who have wounds and issues. Yeah. It's my job. I'm, I find that fascinating and interesting. Yeah. But in my personal life, that does not serve me. No, that, that doesn't really work. And, and in the new book, Art of Empathy, I talk about um, the zones of proximity around an empathic person. Oh. That... If you have someone at home who has no emotional skills or very few, and you also do your empathic work out in the world, you are going to be on all day and all night. Yeah, it's exhausting. There won't be any downtime for right. you. And, and, and then, that's hard to say because most em- empaths will do what I do. Right. And, and like, you're the most broken man in this room. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's true. And then and what's hard, I think, for the empath, the healer, or how we, a person wants to describe themselves, or all of those things, mm-hmm. is then they don't get to be... Um, they don't get to really be loved or cherished or that person doesn't really get to know them because yeah. they're not capable of it on an emotional level. Yeah. And, and so I think that's kind of a safe place sometimes for empaths because I think it's challenging for empaths to be vulnerable. It's it's almost like they're so entertained by the emotions of others mm-hmm. that, at least for myself and many of the people that I see, um, learning to be safe within their own emotions and sharing them and learning about them is very empowering for them. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and if a person doesn't have any downtime, it's going to be hard for them to get to that vulnerability themselves. Couldn't agree more. Could yeah. not agree more. Well, I'm having a blast here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. I'm interviewing Car- uh, Carla McLaren. She's the author of The Language of Emotions. We're going to take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We'll be right back. Dang it, dang, 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 dang
Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We bring a unique talk radio blend your way every Friday and Saturday on 1150 KKNW. From pop culture to the paranormal, you get variety in a conversational style. Whether it's UFOs or ESP, angels or the afterlife, Bigfoot or your big dreams, everything is fair game on our show. Join the A-Team of Alternative Talk Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on the station that leads the path without following the herd. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Join Marie in Seattle this August at East West Bookshop for two events you won't want to miss. Friday, August 23rd, Marie will be giving a talk on the other side from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Then on Saturday, August 24th, she will be conducting a workshop on intuitive health from noon to 5 p.m. And Marie will be doing live readings at both events. Register online at eastwestbookshop.com or call 1-800-587-6002. This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let's begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Does your name rhyme with old beagle? Do you dart in front of cars? Here's a tough one. Do you have plumage? Do you rub your body against things to mark them? Do you have webbed feet? No, I mean like a... Were you hatched? Do you have fur? I'm not talking back hair. Does your boat fly south for the winter with the other boats? Regardless of how you answer, you need to be licensed and registered because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org. From the moment you were born and throughout your whole life, energetic allies have accompanied you. These beings have studied everything about you so they may guide and support you in discovering your true passions and gifts. Join Marie at Hollyhock's Vancouver, B.C. location this fall for a two-and-a-half-day workshop connecting to guidance, November 8th through the 10th. So register online at hollyhock.ca or call 800-933-6339. Want to hear something different from talk radio? The choice is clear. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Lovely, yeah, the blue moon was phenomenal last night. I'm still feeling it today, loving concrete. And of course, we're talking about the language of emotions with author Carla McLaren. Uh, Carla, so you've um, discovered from your own healing from childhood traumas uh, about being empathic and learning how to be in balance in, in that realm. And um, and so when we're talking about love is not an emotion, um, you encourage people to be balanced in their relationships so that they can truly have long-lasting, fulfilling partnerships. And it also really helps for both people to have 
um, a, a functional emotional vocabulary, not oh. just in terms of being able to, to name their emotions, although that's huge. Right. <laughs> that's massive. Right. <laughs> and I have a free emotional vocabulary list on my website. Excellent. <laughs> like, Here's one. Here, download this PDF and go <laughs> learn it. <laughs> if you need a cheat sheet, one is available. <laughs> Love it. Um, but also to be able to work with their own emotions rather than uh, ignore them or trade off. Mm. Um, mm. I think a lot of times in relationships, one or the other partner will do, for instance, one partner will do the finances, the other person will do um, the, the car repair, the other person will do the cooking, the other person will do dealing with um, the in-laws, sort of, <laughs> you know, like people trade off. Right. But people can also trade off emotion duty. Mm. And that can be difficult. In a relationship, um, in sociology, it's called emotion work, um, that that there are certain emotions that I need to handle around you or that you handle around me, or there are, are emotions that I know that I cannot have around you because because that's not going to work. Right. And But we don't actually ever say these out loud. There, it's, it's all taught in undercurrent. Right. So this emotion work tends to go unrecognized and it's certainly unpaid. Right. <laughs> right. Certainly unpaid. And I think that's true even when we're, when we're dealing with family members, you know, if there's challenging relationships. Uh, at least for me, I have some challenges with my um, family of origin. And I actually check before I go hang out with them what I can or cannot feel. Because I, cause my, yeah. actually everyone in my family is very empathic, whether they're aware of it or not. They yeah. must have been a genetic trait for us to have it early <laughs> on in childhood. And so I actually have to go, okay, don't go there because I will actually upset them or... Or I'll get upset eventually and we'll be in some conflict. So I'll mm-hmm. actually, I'll have consciousness of them, but I won't, um, I won't go there because we yeah. don't hang out that much. And I want whatever time we have together to be enjoyable, but it doesn't really allow for a deep relationship. It's very mm-hmm. superficial from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's so much shielding going on Yeah, in terms of what, uh, can you be your actual self? Right. And, and yeah. topics you just can't talk about, even though, you know, to me, they're glaring. They're just mm-hmm. glaring. Yeah. Wow. And so you're saying in, in relationships like marriage, people are doing this, but maybe not even consciously. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for as I, as I look at relationships, a lot of times the difficulties happen around just basic, simple, emotional, um, emotional decisions that were made about who gets to feel what and how and why, mm. the feeling rules in the relationship mm. um, that were never actually spelled out, you know? So, so it, sometimes it takes some time to like get down to what, what is actually going on here? You know, what, what, how am I feeling and what is, what is sort of crushing me in this relationship or what works? What is a really, what's an emotion that we can really share together and it's really fun? Uh, uh, for instance, some people like to watch sad movies together, you know, or they like to watch, um, um, (laughs) which my brother calls big stuff blowing up movies, (laughs) 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 but he doesn't say stuff. (laughs) Right. He says another word we can't say on radio. (laughs) Big stuff blowing up. Wow. And some people like, you know, to sit together and, uh, read or they like, you know, that everyone has emotions they'd like to share and then emotions that are sort of um, 
put into the shadow or underneath the rug. Wow. How do you help people to, first of all, become conscious of that? And, you know, like, ooh, you're, you're not feeling the anger, only, you know, John is. And, mm-hmm. and yet, you know, there's repressed anger in here. Or John's not feeling the sadness, only, only you are. You know, so how do you help couples do that? Because I think that they could learn a lot about themselves and, and deepen their relationship. Mm-hmm. Generally, they, they will, one will find the language of emotions. The book. <laughs> then right. give it to the other, <laughs> and and then you know open up a conversation about about how it feels between them. Wow! Um, and and you'll find in any relationship, even at work or maybe especially at work, there's always going to be a, a number of emotions that certain people can express or feel, and certain people can't. Uh, especially as you go up in the hierarchy. So a boss will be able to express anger, but the person, you know, at the bottom won't. Wow. Or or sadness won't be allowed at the workplace. Right. Or, you know, how often you can cry at the workplace. Never. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, yes, yeah, just looking at not just in the relationship, but also in the whole social world, where can you be uh, in the same way when you go to your family? Right. What? What can you feel and what can't you? Right, right. And I find with my family, if I'm with them one-on-one, it's much easier. Right, yeah, no, I agree. As yeah. a group, oh my word, I don't even know what I'm supposed to feel. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's challenging, you know, when you're with your whole family for you. It's There's too many emotions that could be potentially felt. Is that it? Or, um, or too many that are, are not welcome. Ah, right, you know? right, right. And, right, and, it's like I can't figure out who doesn't want this emotion to be felt, but it's somebody. <laughs> somebody doesn't. So, how do we help humans? Because I think what you just said is very profound. I think in a lot of situations, whether it's work or family, family of origin, or the family you've created, or your friends, mm-hmm. there's so many rules about what you can feel, mm-hmm. and it's really confusing. Yeah, yeah. In um, in sociology and anthropology, those are called feeling rules, and there's also display rules. So you can feel anger, but you can only display it as sarcasm, for instance. Wow. Or you can only, you know, do body language with anger. Or right. some people like, if you've been on Facebook ever. Um, <laughs> I actually love Facebook. I'm a big some fan. Some people like to do rage on Facebook. Oh, yeah, right. You know, in, in their comment fight. Yeah. And um, I, I and, block those people, by yeah, the way. Yeah, you're <laughs> I block them. If you've, yeah. been, if you've been blocked from my Facebook page, it's because you were really pissed off and my, what I thought was inappropriately. So I, I didn't let you have that feeling. I apologize and I blocked you. <laughs> I blocked you. No, it's okay to block people who are doing rage displays on Facebook. Yeah. But I like to sometimes go in and, and sort of lean into it and, and, and say, well, wait a minute, what about blah, 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 and then see if they can pull themselves out of it or if it's just like a, um, a dramatic, um, like it, it's a play with them doing rage. You know, wow. for some people it's just a behavior they learned on Facebook about how to seem strong, but everybody else knows that you look sort of like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> A very insecure jerk. <laughs> well, because it, it's true. I've had people go crazy, you know, in anger on some comment that I've made that I thought was actually kind of neutral, but apparently it wasn't to some individuals. And while they're, go, you know, going on their Terrence of, 
of tirades of paragraphs. People are messaging me through my message area in Facebook about how awful this is. Like it's pushing all their buttons. They're embarrassed. They're freaked out. Of course, they can't say anything back on the actual Facebook page. No. You know, so I'm having to take care of those people <laughs> while I don't piss off this other person any more than I've already pissed them off and, until I finally just block them. I mean, that's just my response. Just, ah, eh. delete their well, posts, block them. Yeah. Yeah. On my page, I just really moderate and I'll <gasps> moderate someone and I'll go in the back and say, look, I've got a lot of really sensitive people on my page. And <sighs> I understand that you're comfortable with rage, but that's not an emotion that many people are comfortable with. And then they'll, we'll have it out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is hilarious, the amount of social, I, I don't know, gymnastics people are doing. I, I think I'm sending them all to your Facebook page. <laughs> no, I, you do not. <laughs> no, you do not. I can't send my angry people to, well, they're not mine, but the angry people. Okay, because you, you actually have a really good plan. I'm I'm appreciative. I guess I just, I, I don't have the patience or the language. Uh, I need to go to your uh, your website and, and print off that PDF. So that, so well, that, I think... When people are raging, they are dealing with extreme amounts of anger. Anger is about setting boundaries. And so when people are raging, what they're telling me is they're severely boundary impaired. There's Mm. trouble in that person. Mm. And then I can have empathy for the trouble and talk to them about the behavior. Wow. Right? So I see that you really got triggered by that and that this is a really important thing to you. And at the same time. Um, treating other people with respect has to be the main thing that happens on any any post that I'm involved with. Absolutely. Yeah, right? right. So I can set a boundary around the fact that they need a boundary set <laughs> <laughs> and that they're breaking the boundaries of other people. Right. Yeah. You know, through their through their um, aggression. Wow. Yeah. So, so but, but still, I, I really appreciate your way of handling instead of my kind of passive aggressive <laughs> way of just blocking people. You know, obviously um, you're doing a fabulous job and, and the book, The Language of Emotions, what your feelings are trying to tell you. Trying. Trying. Yeah. <laughs> trying to tell you is really phenomenal. And I agree. It's, it's a, tr- it's a terrific guidebook too. Once you've read through it and you get all the ahas that you need and, and everything, you can always go back to refer to it to go, okay, I need to go back and, um, and feel anger. I need to go back and oh, I, I felt sadness last week. I didn't let myself go there. Here's some tools and techniques that I can implement to allow those tears to flow and, um, and, and be in this really more intuitive, aware place once I allow the emotions to leave my body. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, congratulations on all of your books. Is this number five that's coming out? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's number five because your bio talks about four books. So I think okay. it's number five. Congratulations. And thank you. thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course, I um, would love to have you again. Oh, thank you. So, much. so hopefully you'll come back on the show and we'll have some more incredible conversation about feelings. Have a beautiful day in California. And how can people find you? What's your website? CarlaMclaren.com. Wonderful. Have a gorgeous day. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to be taking calls and talking about the other side. I'm giving a a beautiful talk at East West Bookshop, one of my favorite venues here in Seattle, tomorrow night. 
Um, so if you want to talk about dead people, which is one of my favorite conversations, I will be tomorrow night at East West Bookshop. It is on Roosevelt and 65th between 7.30 and 9 p.m. You definitely want to call the bookstore or go to eastwestbookshop.com or you can go to energyintuitive.com, my website. Click on the link on the event page and you can go straight to East West. You want to order those tickets. Um, typically, my events at East West sell out. I'm also teaching a workshop the following day between noon and five, so that's August 24th, and that is Intuitive Health. Um, I will be reading energy in both of these um, classes. I love to read energy. And I'll be teaching in the workshop how to scan your own body and how to scan the body of those that you love so that um, you can help with healing, um, diagnosing, and getting to know your own gorgeous body and emotions because I really believe that health has a lot to do with emotions. We're going to take a little break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. Um, And we'll be right back taking your calls. Become a Reiki master the weekend of October 11th through October 13th at the Hyatt House in Redmond, Washington. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You will learn to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Marie will be your instructor, guiding you with her own symbolic sight and providing constructive feedback. Take this opportunity to fulfill your dreams of becoming your very own certified Reiki master. You will receive attunements that allow you to practice Reiki at the master level and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Enrollment is limited, so please call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, for more details. We live in a world that's become predictable. Our realities are filled with distractions, hopelessness, and confusion. We've begun to lose touch of what we're truly capable of. It's time for us to regain our true potential. Join psychic medium and crystal child, Lindsay Paul, as she connects to the other side and brings back messages from beyond, along with her psychic and skeptic, Abraham DeWeese and indigo child, Sarah Ellis. They'll help you soar to new heights by answering your questions. Don't miss Wisdom Within Radio, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Marie is excited to announce that she'll be a keynote speaker at two regional Healing Touch conferences this October. Saturday, October 5th, Marie will be speaking at the Northwest Healing Touch Conference at the Seattle Hilton Conference Center Hotel. Marie will then make her way to Albany, New York for her keynote at the Eastern Regional Conference on Saturday, October 26th. To register for these events, please visit Marie's events page at energyintuitive.com. There's a part of our world that we pay little attention to. Here, an ant drags a seed five times its own size. A grasshopper devours a fresh leaf. And a bee sips from a drop of dew. And down here, toxic chemicals and carcinogens are leaching into our environment. They come from objects that we look past every day. Littered cigarette butts. Every one 
is a tiny, toxic waste site. And there are millions of them, right where we live, work, and play. Let's stop the toxic litter. Learn more at RethinkButts.org. Brought to you by Legacy and Leave No Trace. Do you live in or around the Portland area? Have you been wondering when Marie is going to make it back to your neck of the woods? Well, you're in luck. Marie will be giving a book talk on intuitive self-healing Friday, November 1st, and teaching a workshop on intuitive health on Saturday, November 2nd. Both of these events will be held at Ohm Base Yoga Studio in Portland. For more information, visit energyintuitive.com. That's energyintuitive.com. Tell your friends, the place to be is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Remanu Cherry Show. It's a beautiful day here, Thursday morning. We're loving it. And I'm just reminding you again, I'll be at East West Bookshop tomorrow night giving a talk on the other side. I think one of the greatest things about the other side is that people think that their loved ones, that we are here to help them. You know, they're departed. They're on the other side. I don't know why people think that maybe they're lost or confused or I'm not sure what everyone's thinking. But that is really not the story. The people on the other side are great. They're having a blast, most of them. It's a party. It's a party. Hello. And they're really here to help you. So my job tomorrow night is to help you understand how you can accept and receive that help and guidance and also um, feel a connection with those people that you miss um, who can see, hear, and feel you at any moment, all the time, every day, not a problem, um, helping you to hook up to that feeling so that you don't miss them as much or at least have moments of um, gratitude uh, that you get to have this divine connection with with them and source energy so who do we have on the phone lines sure we'll start things off uh well, actually let's give out the number two it's uh eight seven seven eight no wait uh, today unfortunately we have to give out uh the station's the number station's my apologies number. yeah i we... forgot to plug in my phone at home <laughs> that's quite all right it Thanks happens out there. it I know. happens so four two five three seven three five five two seven again it's four two five three seven three five five two seven or eight 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 two nine eight Five five six nine, and uh, now we'll go to Annette, who has been waiting so patiently. Yes, and she is calling it from Seattle. So, Annette, welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show. Hi, Marie. Thanks for taking my call. I've enjoyed the show. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. What can I do for you? Hey, I'm just going through a lot of emotions right now. I have been through so many changes. My latest one is a career change, um, and I just I'm I'm self doubting. I guess myself and you know, thinking that I made the right decision, um, fearful that, you know, can I actually do this? Um, can I perform on this job? So, so what's the new job? Um, it's customer service uh, with software company. Hmm. Okay. And, and so is this a job you wanted? It's a job that um, was intriguing to me. Right. That. Um, I took because it's more of a solid paycheck from the sales position that I had prior. <laughs> right. um, so it was a safer. Right. right. Um, and I have two children um, going through a divorce, so I needed right. you know, right. need that safety. So I think what you're feeling isn't what you're really feeling. So um, I think that you're feeling a, a little disappointed. This isn't a life purpose job. It's not one that really feeds you energy. I'm glad you were intrigued by it. I think all of your, the human 
desires that we have about, you know, taking care of our family are important in the world, having enough resources to do that. And so I don't think that you're actually feeling inadequate for the job. You've already worked in sales. So this isn't a new concept. It's more of the uh, software side of it, technology side of it. Oh, you're going to do fine with that because sales is sales. I mean, people who are really great right. salespeople, right? They, they can sell yeah. you anything. I mean, yeah, right? That's true. Um, true. So I actually think that you're feeling grief, probably from the marriage, number one, and also probably from you're making this switch, a career change. It is a big deal and all of that, but it isn't your your the job that makes you go, oh my God. You know, and I think that there's grief about that. So that's what I would look at and investigate so that you don't feel this insecurity that I think is misplaced. I think that you're uncomfortable with the grief and you don't want to feel it. But I think that's what's really going on. I think that's true. Oh, I think that's absolutely. You know what? Oh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just love that how your energy went up. You just your energy went back up. So now you can start to feel more confident about your work choices, they're good, sound reasons. And then once things are settled after the divorce, after, you know, everything's calmed down, I would highly, highly encourage you to look for a purposeful work. Whether you become self-employed or you find some phenomenal, you know, company to work for that sings to your heart and gives you unlimited joy being there. But I I would encourage you to do that because the grief is about that as well. You know, that's interesting because the position that I had prior um, I helped a lot of people, um, but it wasn't, I wasn't getting enough cash flow from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but, but I put myself out there and really felt that, you know, this was a purpose and I was really, you know, helping people. And I still am. Yeah. Um, I, I think you do like to help people, but I think it needs to be under different circumstances. And so when you let the grief out, when you let yourself cry and release those emotions, you're going to be more open to your insight. Your intuition will become more obvious and you'll get clarity about, okay, if I want to help people, how do I want to do it? You know, my job, certainly that's what I do, but I don't do my job because it helps people. That's not my first requirement. I know that sounds odd. My first requirement is that I'm having a blast, that the work I'm doing is a kick in the pants for me. I can help many more people if I'm in that type of energy, but I, I recommend that people be in that energy first and foremost, and then uh, all the beauty um, comes forward, even if that means helping other people. That makes sense. That makes sense because I'm, I'm using the tools. I'm trying to think I'm going to use the tools that I'm learning technology-wise. Maybe I'll go back into the field that I was in. I, don't, I think there's something new coming up. I think there's something okay. brand new, out of the door, out of the box, brand new. And so please... Go ahead and work on the grief. Yes. I think it will lead you there. All right? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks very much for calling in. Leaves another line open here at the Marie Manucherry Show. It's a different number today, I should say. It'll be probably the same next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm no, I'll you... remember to plug that in. And it's so funny. I had so much time this morning too. I was just, just drinking gotta... my tea and relaxing, and you know, you got the best of you. Yeah, All it right. really did. Well, in light of that, I apologize. But uh, it's four two five three seven three five five two seven is the studio number. It's four two five three seven three five five two seven or 888-298-5569. That's a toll-free number, and you're welcome to join us here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. And April has done so, and she's calling in from Tucson, Arizona. So, April, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank Hi. you. Hi, April. What can um, I do for hi, you? Hi, Marie. Hi. I, um, I have a question. 
question. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been in the beginning stages studying animal communication mm-hmm. and energy mm-hmm. with um, animals and with humans. And I was wondering if um, there's any any animals in spirit on the other side or if there's any messages from anyone on the other side, whether it's <laughs> <Yeah>. person. <laughs> right, right. Well, it would be, um, I recently had some, found out that some animals that I had worked with that I was really close to have passed, um, have passed away. Yeah. And, um, and so I was just wondering if there's any messages me out there that yeah yeah so you really are an animal yeah april you know you really are an animal communicator i mean i i'm assuming you do some work like that but the reason why i'm telling you this is because too there's a visual but i think that there's probably some self-esteem regarding that or self-worth or some gratitude about yourself that you need to pump up on you are surrounded by so many animals it kind of reminds me of a disney movie you know, like we look at Snow White and there's all these beautiful animals around her in the background, like even skunks and butterflies and birds and deer. You have so many animals around you from an energetic perspective. And what that means, wow. yeah, it's a metaphor for me that you know how to communicate with the other side. And one of your greatest gifts is to communicate with animals, departed beings, and animals also living, but certainly those on the other side. It's a natural gift that you have. There's also a man... And there's only one man, so that's an indicator that this is a family member or someone that you knew, someone that you're close to. When I see scores of animals or people, it's, again, a metaphor for uh, that you have the ability to communicate. It's, you know, that that's the message. But when I see one or two um, uh, or, you know, just a small amount, it's really your family member. So there's a man standing kind of behind all the animals, the biggest smile on his face. If I were to guess his age, I would say late 60s, early 70s. That would be right around the time he passed. He doesn't have a lot of hair on his head, but he has some, um, mostly a little bit of a comb over, as I would call it, but a thick, I mean, a thin comb over. <laughs> um, his original hair color was brown. It's, he's got a little bit of gray or silvery type um, hair mixed in with the brown. His eyes are lighter, so blue, green, or hazel. He's wearing glasses. He's lean, so he's not overweight. I see people close to the time of their death, so he, you know, if he was overweight, if he lost weight at the time of his death, that's how I'm seeing him. He's dressed casually, short sleeve, kind of beige, khaki top, and more of a green khaki pants, and he's wearing um, open-toed shoes, so warmer weather. Does this sound like anyone that you know that's passed over? Mm. No, nobody popped into my head. Like an uncle or a grandfather. Yeah. I can't really. So here's uh, what I, here's what I want you to do right now. You tend to a lot of people do this. They try to solve things through their brain. I don't recommend that. I'd love for you whether you you solve this in this morning in this moment or not. Who this person is, you're going to know because you have these abilities. I want you to drop into your abdomen, get out of your head. Don't let your brain try to, try to figure things out. He has this gold watch. He took it out of his pocket. He opened it up. You know those kind of old-fashioned round watches that's closed. What do you call those? I can't remember what you call those, but those little pocket watches, clocks, whatever. And what he's saying to you, it's time. It's time for you to step into your destiny. It's time for you to step into your magnificence. No more waiting. And then he puts his hand out towards all these animals. So to identify who this man is so that you can feel validated by this experience and go, oh my gosh, it's Uncle Harry or whomever it is. 
Um, I, I, when we go off the phone, I want you to drop into your abdomen and feel him. Don't try to figure it out through your brain. Feel him. That's what makes the third eye work exponentially well. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. And thank you so much for calling in. Let's go on to oh, our next caller, please. Great to talk to you. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much. Thanks, April, very much for calling in. And uh, I think we'll probably have time for one or two more. Let's go to, and I, I'm pretty sure I see this right. Yeah. I believe it's Janelle calling in from Thailand. Wow. Wow. You fun. are internationally known, Marie. <laughs> Amazing. Janelle, oh. welcome to the show. How's Thailand? Hey, it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh. It's beautiful. I'm actually from Seattle. Oh, so wow. Just, so are you on vacation yeah, there? Just I, uh, no, I actually sold everything and moved here to take a job and kind of follow my my path. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Congratulations. How's it going? Oh, it was going really well, but um, I started suffering from an autoimmune skin disease Mm -hmm. that I first had about 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called lichen planus, and it's Mm -hmm. because of the heat. So now it's just everywhere, and I've almost gotten to the point where I want to, like, move home. I can't wear sweaters every day. (laughs) Um, And so I didn't know if it was, like, a food allergy, if it's related to, I don't know, uh, I was thinking either food allergy or possibly like some spiritual changes within yes. me. You're um, so I wasn't sure. You're so smart. Spiritual changes is exactly what this is related to. So the crown chakra, you're very wise. On top of the head governs all of the skin on your body. And when I look at your crown chakra, you have about a hundred sparks coming off of the tip of the vortex. It's right in the top of your head. And so these sparks are playing with your skin because the crown chakra governs the skin. Um so, yes, I, I would deepen your spirituality while you're there. And in the way that I'm looking at it for you is allowing creation to love you, letting scores of light come in through the top of the crown chakra and deeply into your body so that you can actually start to feel loved by creation, source, God, whatever term you want to use. So we can get this um, flare up to, to go down. Okay. Okay. So, yes, well, this is spiritual. You're absolutely correct. Awesome. Thank you so much, Marie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're so welcome. And thank you for calling from Thailand. Please enjoy yourself. And I think that Thailand's a very spiritual place. So I think the overload of what you could be taking in is so high. And and for whatever reason, you don't believe you deserve that. And and that's probably what's causing the friction. I would also look back to when it <laughs> happened the first time and what spiritual things you were working on at that time as well. Okay. Okay. And, and you are going to have a resolution. Your, things are going to start to look... Yeah, things are going to start to look really good in the next three weeks. Things are going to start to change. So keep me posted. Oh, thank you so much, Marie. <laughs> welcome. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye-bye. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. All right, now we're back, and uh, we just had to play that little disclaimer just oh. to protect our uh, FCC requirements. And, Excellent. Uh, it's we love doing that. I know. It's we what we love... do best around yes. here. <laughs> and uh, we'll take one more call, I believe. Okay. Yes, we'll take Pam, and Pam's calling in from Spokane. So, Pam, welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Thank you. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you? Okay. So, Marie, you were talking about people on the other side here to help us, and both yes. my parents have crossed. Yeah. And before my mom passed away, we were having intense discord and not actually speaking before her death. Well, you know, she's so difficult. I mean, and and I I mean no disrespect. I I really don't. But 
she was difficult. You know, she's not yeah. an easy person to get along. Talk about a complainer, all, critical. I mean, and I again, I'm so sorry, but, but I can see here, and she's she's not necessarily disagreeing with me. She is nodding her head very slowly, yes, you know? <laughs> because people on the other side, they can actually see truth a whole lot better than we can in our bodies. We're so easily distracted. We have to eat. We have to put gas in our car. We have to go to the bathroom. We have to pay our bills. We have to go to work. We have so many things we have to do that distract us. And when you're on the other side, you don't have those distractions and it's just a whole lot easier to feel your emotions and to feel the emotions of your children. Um, Your mom, I wouldn't say she's apologizing. She's not the best at taking responsibility or apologizing, but I think she's getting closer to that. Um, She does say, she goes, she says the word honey too, which I really appreciate. She says, please don't think about the challenging ways that I was towards you. Please don't take them personally because they were not personal. I was just a frustrated, irritated person who easily was angered by, you know, uh, little things is how she describes it. Um, Although she does have another message for you as well. She says you aren't as busy um, in your life. You don't have as much going on maybe as, as many other human beings. And she really encourages you to find things that fill up your soul, your light, that bring you great, great, great fulfillment. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So she's not quite apologizing yet, but she <laughs> she can see what happened. And, and you know, she, again, how she left this world isn't that unusual to how she was on and off in, in life with you anyway. And others, you know, that was just, right. it was just kind of her deal. And, um, you know, she's not feeling that way now, which is nice. So thank, okay. thank you so much for calling in and have a gorgeous day. Thank you, Marie. You're welcome. All right. Well, thanks very much. I think that'll probably wrap yeah. it up for today's show. But what a wonderful day we had. I we? had so much fun mm-hmm. talking about feelings and dead people. and the blue I, moon. The blue moon yeah. and animals. And, of course, we can continue this conversation about the other side tomorrow night. You want to go to eastwestbookshop.com or energyintuitive.com. Um, I'll be signing books, of course, and all of my products are there, including my Affirm Your Worth cards, my brand new product. You'll be able to find those at the workshop and at the talk tomorrow. And so I'm looking forward to meeting everyone. Uh, It's really fun talking there. The staff is lovely. Of course, there's tons of really cool products there. I always buy um, more than I need when I'm at Eastwick's bookshop. Of course, I really all need it all when I get home. I'm thrilled with all my treasures. <laughs> and we want to thank everyone for tuning into the show and for calling in, even all the way from Thailand. And uh, maybe we'll be able to see a little bit more of that blue moon tonight. Uh, maybe you'll be on the Seattle Bridge, the West Seattle Bridge, and you'll have the opportunity to feel like you're driving into it like I did last night. Phenomenal. I think think we should send it out. If anyone has any amazing photos, you can forward them on to us and we'll try to give another shout out. Oh my gosh, we would love that. Could you please, and you know, something I can always put in a newsletter or we can put on KKNW's website. I'm always looking for great pictures for the newsletter. Thank you so much. Thanks, Benny. Joyful blessings. Bye bye.